I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roundtable podcast there. I'm James Vickers hosting this week. I'm joined by Jake Jackman. Bit of a, a little update episode for you. Obviously, we're in the international break at the moment as we're recording this. and There's been a couple of managerial changes already, which is still quite early on in the season to be having managerial changes, but we'll get into both of them and our thoughts as to why they've happened. The first one, not so much a sacking. Uh, Barnsley, uh, Gerhard Struvers left them to go coach New York Red Bulls, which Obviously, I'll get your thoughts first on it, Jake. I'll, I'll come into mine after, but I mean, it seems a, a pretty easy move from his end. What do you think about it? Yeah, so it, it does make a bit of sense, really, because he was involved in the uh, Red Bull Salzburg uh, youth youth um, youth teams uh, when he started coaching. Uh, moved on to Liefering, which I believe a, a Red Bull uh, feeder team managed there, um, and obviously. Um, moved on to Wolfsburg, slightly higher up in Austria, then moved to Barnsley. So he's been involved in the Red Bull um, sort of family before. So um, he's probably he's got connections there already. He probably thinks it's a good move for him, experience uh, to live in America, experience new league. And he's also probably working his way up to uh, managing one of the, the bigger teams within the Red Bull um, Corporation. We've seen um, Marsh go from um, New York Red Bulls to Salzburg. And we see, you know, it's, it's quite a... We've seen other other coaches go similar routes and players as well, so it it makes sense. Um, that although it doesn't seem like it, it is an upgrade from the championship going to the MLS, it, in some ways it is, and also it's probably thinking of his future career in mind and probably wants to go manage Red Bull Salzburg or maybe Leipzig as well. So yes, you can see the theory behind the move. Um, it's a bit of a weird one with Barnes though, because I thought he, he did really well last year. He uh, played quite an, an, an attractive style. We've spoken about him a lot on the podcast and. How how I always rated the Barnsley team and, and the style of play they they, they uh, used. I always thought they were going to stay up last year and they eventually did it. Although it did take Wigan getting points deducted, but um, thought they they were deserved of staying up really since he um, in in the period following him taking over. So it's been a blow for them, but it seems to be a theme with Barnsley. They get a, a good highly rated coach in, it goes well for a little bit, and then it sort of seems to go off the go off the rails. It seems to be different. Differences between coach and, and the board. Uh, they're very um, rigid in what they do at Barnsley. They they like to bring players in in a certain way, and they've got their philosophy, and they don't really like to go away from that, and that causes problems for coaches. So, not too surprised he's moved on. It seemed like he he was being linked to a lot of jobs, and he, he it did feel like a short term um, fit for him at Barnsley. So, disappointing one for them, especially if they've only you know yet to win the season. They've now got to go find another manager. I'm sure they'll appoint somebody who, who's highly rated and somebody that will continue the work done by Struber. Their last two appointments have both been very good. Um, yeah, I think disappointing to see him leave the league, but I can see why he's done it and I and, and I still have faith in Barnsley to go, go and appoint another good coach into the role, even if 
maybe there won't be a, an improvement of Struber, but I still think they'll get a, a decent coaching. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of the the job opportunity for him going to America and and managing you know New York Red Bulls and obviously his connections with with the Red Bull franchise. I won't go talk too much into that. Cause I think you've covered that pretty sort of well. I think for for him, I was looking sort of at a few clips of of what Barnsley fans and and people in that environment were saying. And Andy Giddings, who works for I think BBC Radio Sheffield, was sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of what you said that it's become sort of a cycle for Barnsley where they get a young or sort of exciting manager in, he does well with them and the board just seemed to lack that ambition and from what I saw from the Barnsley fans as well, that was the same sentiment. that They were suggesting that, you know, it's a never-ending cycle with them at the moment. You know, they get someone who gets them out of League One into the Championship but then they don't really have that ambition to then kick on and if you look, now they're looking for their fifth permanent manager in I think 32, 33 months, which you know, says it all really that they just can't keep hold of anyone for, you know, a substantial amount of time due to that lack of ambition. And I think Struber will do well in America. He's a manager who I did like in the league, you know, when he took over them. And I think it was November time. They looked, you know, down and out in terms of their position in the league. He won just under half his games with them. So to turn the team around the way he did and, and get them out of the relegation zone, albeit with that Wigan points deduction was, you know, very impressive by him. I thought when he came in that Barnsley were already dead and buried, to be completely honest. So did a great job there and, um, you know, wishing the best of luck. And I think for Barnsley now, it's a case of selling themselves to a new manager coming in. If I was a manager going into Barnsley, I'd, I'd be looking at it as, while they may be promising me, you know, money to spend and, and such, it is a short-term fix at Barnsley, it seems. So I think the, the higher-ups at Barnsley need to change the mentality of, of the way they go about things now in terms of, ambition and wanting to keep hold of these good managers that they are getting and you know hopefully kick on and sustain themselves at the championship club moving on then to the the second managerial change Lamucci has left Nottingham Forest uh obviously Max who's been on the show said on the the first or second episode that we did I can't remember which one it was that it was getting to the point where he could see him leaving you know any day uh, results haven't gone their way since that episode and He's now out of a job, replaced sort of immediately by Chris Hewton. Um, I'll obviously go first across to you on this, Jake, but I sort of spoiler for, for my views on this. I think this is a really, really good appointment by Nottingham Forest. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think the majority of people share that opinion. I think Chris Hewton, we've spoken about him a lot since he left um, Brighton, talking about him for a lot of jobs that have come up and he hasn't take, gone on to them. He seems to be waiting for the right post and Seems to have decided not even for us as the one for him. Um, it's going to be a difficult one. Um, I think I think there were easier jobs that have come up in the last year or so that would have been easier for him. That he would have had more time in. It would have been less pressure. Um, but he he's gone in there and and I guess he sees it as a real opportunity to to improve his reputation and do it at a, a bigger club. Um, once again, he's obviously managed Newcastle before. I know that as a Newcastle fan, he did a good job with us. Um, didn't get enough time in the Premier League, and then he's pretty much any job he's taken since since then has gone really well. He did well at Birmingham, um, did did well at Norwich, um, and stabilised them in the Premier League for a little bit before getting moved on there. And then he's um, done well at Brighton, and, and again stabilised in the Premier League. He's not really not been relegated back to this uh, level. He seems to be very good at getting teams out of this division and keeping them in the Premier League for a couple of seasons, but he just doesn't. He's just 
not seen sexy enough for the Premier League for the long term, which um, might be a little bit unfair, really. But um, yeah, it's a good one for Nottingham Forest. They've had a lot of managers. I think Lamucci was the first one to complete the season in, in a good number of years. So it'd be good to, to see him um, come in. He's a, he's a manager that's, that's known for winning promotion. He, he's um, He'll get them well organised at the back. They're, Chris seems a, a, quite defensively solid. And then they... Um, can offer quite a threat on the counter-attack and I think there's some players in that team that will, that will do well in that sort of style. I think Lewis Graben, we know a lot about, he's a good good player at this level. I think Joe Lolly um, will benefit from the move. I think Sammy Amiobi could be one that benefits from the move. Um, and I think that what Forest need most of all is they need consistency of selection. They've got so many players there, they've made so many transfer over the last few years. They need somebody to come in and, and pick a, an, a settled sort of 15-16 to pick from. And um, Chris Hewitt's definitely that type of manager. He likes to, to rely on the, the same types of players week in, week out. And um, yeah, I think it'll be good for us. I think that if it is a difficult one for him. It's the, there are challenges to be had in that squad to keep the players happy, um, to move players on, to keep the owner happy. He's, we've seen how many um, seconds he's made since he's come in and to keep the fans happy because there are high expectations. But, you know, if there are many sure things in management, but Chris Hewitt's probably as close as he can come to a sure thing. Um, in the championship, so I'm sure he will be a success. But I think it's a slightly trickier job than um, maybe he could have taken elsewhere. But uh, he backs himself to do it. And if he, similar to Bielsa at Leeds, you know, he took them up, and we see how he's regarded. If Hutton takes Nottingham Forest up to the Premier League, whether that be this season, next season, year year after, if he manages to do it, he, you know, he'll be written into their history for for the rest of time. Um, it would really be that big. So he's definitely seeing that potential um, achievement for him and, and seeing how big that could be in the, the great scheme of things. Um, you know, if he would have gone into Bristol City this summer and taken them up, it would have been great, but it wouldn't be to the same level as taking Nottingham Forest back up. Uh, I think that he'd just be, you know, what that would do for his career. Um, there's, there's not many other jobs outside the Premier League that, that would bring that acclaim. So I can see definitely why he's gone for it. Um, and, and, you know, as a, somebody's watched Chris Hewitt manage my own team, I'm pretty confident that he'll go in there and um, sort of fight the fires that, are, that need to be to be fought, and then um, push the team on. And uh, I think promotion this season, you know, it's within it's within their possibility. You know, it's only been four games; it's it's not gone yet. But um, I think he probably won't be targeted that himself. I think he'll be looking to to find which players he can trust, find a team start to build some consistency, maybe push up towards the, the top eight and then next season really go for that that promotion. I think that'll probably be a day. He did it at Brighton. He had to come in when they were near the bottom, got them away from trouble. Um, and then over the next two years, they were probably the best team in the championship over those two years. Unlucky not to go up in the first one, then went up in the, the next one. So, yeah, I don't think it's a good great appointment. And um, I think if he manages to get them up, I think it'd you know, probably go down as the biggest achievement of his career to date. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I completely agree with you with what you said there regarding uh, Chris Hewton. I think he's a fantastic manager and when you mentioned that Lamucci was the first manager to complete a season for Nottingham Forest in, in the last few years, I went and I've had a look and 11 managers in the past five years Nottingham Forest have had. So Chris Uton, he is a manager who tends to spend you know a fair bit of time at a club. So I think that's vitally important for Nottingham Forest. Hopefully now they've found the manager that they can build a squad around. You mentioned they've got a lot of players and the majority of those players, if you've had that many managers in that, that short space of time, there's a lot of players from different managers there. So, you know, Lamucci had obviously players brought in that he wanted, but a large core of that team is players that he's inherited. So I think Hooton, while obviously Forrest had liked to go up this season, I think if he can, you know, build a squad around the players that he wants and, and Forrest give him that time, which historically they haven't done. But he is a manager who who does tend to stay for, you know, a few years at least. It's a club, I think, you know, he is... Probably the man who can take them up. You mentioned he's got uh, Newcastle and Brighton out of this division before. He's done well at Birmingham and Norwich as well and stabilised them. So I think he's a fantastic manager. If they get to the Premier League, I'd like to see them keep him. You know, Brighton especially, he was doing okay with them there. Graham Potter's a fantastic manager and he has kicked them on. But, you know, for a Brighton side who'd never been in the Premier League before that, he was doing fantastic there. So hopefully if he does get them up, they give him a chance in the Premier League to, you know, really stamp his mark on that division. Um, but I think, yeah, great appointment for, for Nottingham Forest, much of the same as to what you've said. And, yeah, I think what we're going to move on to next in terms of, of dark courses for promotion this year, I think Nottingham Forest could be one, and certainly in the league at the moment for teams who haven't been in the Premier League. You know, recently, I think Nottingham Forest are that team that are primed for, you know, a real go at it if they can just sort the off-the-field stuff out. So, I'd like to see Hewton given time. Whether that happens, you know, remains to be seen with the nature of the owners that they have in at the moment at Nottingham Forest. But I'd like to think that Chris Hewton has, has said that to them, you know, when he goes when he's gone in there. So time will tell, but I think on the face of it, very good appointment. In terms then, obviously I mentioned there about dark horses for, for promotion this year. There's a few teams up towards the top end of the table already. Obviously it's still early days. Um, we've only had four games for, for everyone in the division so far, so we can't really go off the table as it is at the moment. There's a few teams I'd expect to be up there, the likes of Bournemouth and Swansea, but in terms of dark horses for the league this season, Jake, is there anyone, not necessarily to win the league, but I'm thinking more so playoffs and, and teams that you wouldn't have thought at the end of last season had any realistic chance? Are there any teams that jump out to you who you think potentially could cause an upset this season and get into the playoffs and potentially then kick on one further and get promoted to the Premier League? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good year for a, a, maybe a surprise um, promotion. Um, I think last year we didn't, didn't really have that. Um, I think many a lot of people expected Leeds to go up. Um, I think you know, West Brom were... were seen as a team that were 
between the Championship and the Premier League, and we're one of the better teams in their their two two year stay at this level. And um, Fulham obviously have just come down, so it wasn't really a surprise promotion. Um, but I think we might get that this year. Right? If you look at the teams that have already taken maximum points, Bristol City and Reading, I don't think many people would have expected them to be challenging at the top. It's still very early days, but they've made a good start. And um, I think Swansea as well have made a really good start. But I think a lot of us expected them to be challenging back into the top six. Um, I think it's really what's eye catching for me is that, um, you know, we've got a few teams that haven't conceded a goal, uh, that have only conceded once this season, Reading, Swansea and Watford. And that, that's a, I think that's more important than, than going the other way. I think having a strong defence is, is important to, to push on and, and challenge. And they've, those three teams have got that, although Watford have only scored twice. That's a little bit of a concern for them and why they're slightly lower in the table. But um, I think Reading and Swansea have definitely caught the eye over the first couple of games. And, I could expect maybe Swansea to sustain that a little bit further, but I think Reading do have a really good, uh, have, have some really good players in their team. I think Jaria is going to going to step it up this year. He's already um, started the season quite well, and um, in in Zhao and Pushkas, they've got um, strikers that can score goals at this level, um, and and Michael Elise as well, the the um, young attacker coming through and and playing. They do have a lot of exciting players on that Reading team, so I'd expect them to. to be in the top half competing, but it's still really too soon to predict them to be getting promoted. Um, and I think other teams that that maybe haven't started too well, but could could be a surprise one. I think um, I'll let you talk about Preston. <laughs> I think we do that every year, but I think um, I'd probably look at Millwall. I think Millwall have got a, a really good team. Um, I think Jed Wallace is one of the best players in the, in the division. I think they've got a good good core of players. I think Troy Parrott hasn't got going yet, but he's one that could could explode um, in the coming weeks. And um, yeah, I just think they play quite well under Gary Rowett and, and Rowett has been a really good fit for them. So, you know, they've taken five points in their first four games. Pretty pretty good start to the season, gets them some points on the board and um, yeah, could maybe see them pushing on and, and challenging for the top six and possibly promotion. But um, yeah, it's probably, you know, it's easy to point out Reading and Bristol City. Um, that's obvious, and I still want to see more of it from a team that hasn't maybe picked up as many points but could be competing. Um, I'd, I'd look at Millwall. Yeah, I agree with you with Reading. Uh, I spoke to Simeon, obviously, been on the show before in pre season. I did a piece for, for their website where I thought Reading could potentially be one of the, the sleeper teams to not necessarily get playoffs. I didn't think that at the time, but I thought have a good season and, you know, get top half. Similar to how Preston have done in recent years where they just fall a little bit short, but obviously better than they have done in recent years in regards to Reading. They've, they've you know, a few years just sort of stayed up uh, with sort of five or six points in hand. So I think definitely them this year, they look to have got the, the off the field stuff sorted now. I, I agree with you with Ajaria as well. I think he's going to be a really good player in the division this year. Um, the way he started as well, I, I think he'll uh, he'll kick on as well. Um, I think Bristol City, I I always think that they'll be in and around the playoffs. I, w- I won't consider them as like a, a dark horse. I think Millwall, I agree with you as well. I think uh, Troy Parrott, very good player uh, from what I've seen of him so far at Spurs and the little glimpses I've seen at Millwall. I think he will score goals at this level and not necessarily Millwall, but I know there's talk of uh, Saliba, the centre-back from Arsenal, potentially going to a championship club. So, for example, if they could get him, you know, it'd be a real sort of uh, step for them. I think he, he's touted to either go to a London-based club or back to France on loan. So I'm not sure 
what will happen there. Um, other sort of teams, I think, maybe sort of dark horses. I think Blackburn, they've started really well looking at sort of uh, the statistics going around them as well. They've had like the most shots in the division as well. And we're a team that were unlucky to miss out on the playoffs last year as well. So I think, you know, they could potentially come close. Preston, we always say, don't we, that they'll they'll be there or thereabouts. And what's been really missing for us the last couple of years is an out-and-out striker. Uh, I've said it countless times on the show, said it to Louis and, and Max the other week. And since then, we've actually uh, put our hands in our pockets for once, paid a bit of money, over a million pounds for a striker. Um, kind of an unknown quantity, signing him from, from Randers in Denmark, plays for the Danish under-21s, and he's really highly thought of. So, if he can score goals and, and what's sort of coming out of Preston at the moment is that, you know, he's absolutely rapid in training. He's a tall lad and he knows where the back of the net is. So, I mean, last season, I think Shawnee Maguire scored three league goals, which for the guy who's leading the line for us, you know, isn't good enough. Uh, he has other areas of his game, which he does contribute, but for your, your leading striker to only get three goals in the league, you know, alarm bells are ringing. So if uh, Emil Reese jacobson can can kick on and even get into double figures for us, I'd be delighted. And we've had a few other players step up so far this season. Alan Brown, Ryan Letson and Brad Potts have all kicked on and, and look like they're going to have really good seasons. Um, the thing with us, though, as it is every season, apart from the striker, is keeping all of our best players. So with a few days left of the, the championship window, hopefully we can keep hold of, of those you know better core that we have. And Potentially, I think we could be there or thereabouts again. But yeah, I think for me, two sort of standout ones. I think a Reading, again, it's too early to tell with them, but I think Blackburn will be sort of there or thereabouts this year with the way that they had last season and the way that they've recruited in the summer. I think they will be one of those teams that, that we look at who are going to sort of challenge for the playoffs quite seriously this year. Um, before we wrap up then, we'll just go into covering the, the games for when the, the championship does restart at the weekend. Um, three games to preview for this, Jake. Um, first of all, the Friday night game, we've got Derby against Watford. Um, on the face of it, looks like it'll be a really good game. Obviously, Watford have been struggling a little bit in front of goal at the moment. Um, Derby, you never know what you're going to get with Derby. They're sort of down there at the bottom of the table at the moment, three defeats on the bounce. But on their day, they can be as good as anyone in the league. How do you see this one going? And who would you pick if you had to pick a winner in this one? Yeah, this can be an interesting game. I think Derby um, started the season quite poorly. I, I was expecting it to be a lot better this season, but they still have a lot of young players and um, you're always going to get that sort of inconsistency. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they can find a, a little bit more after the break. I think Watford have surprised me a little bit this season in that they, they've got such a good squad and so many good attacking players that they've only scored twice, um, which is a bit of a concern. Um, they've still got... Um, Ismail Assar on the books as, as we speak. So, um, unless he gets a move to the Premier League um, before the weekend, he should be playing. Um, Joel Pedro, I've been quite impressed with some of his play. Um, and I think he's a player that's going to get better and better as the season goes on. I thought Garner, who's coming from Man United on loan, was really threatening against Reading. Um, didn't, um, didn't get on the score sheet, but came very close. So, they've got a really good team, Watford, and I think that they're going to be ones that, that may be. Um, Start slowly, but develop as the season goes on. Um, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm slightly more optimistic about Watford than I am about Derby long term. So yeah, I'll go for a draw on this one, but um, just because Watford are, are struggling to score goals. But yeah, I think I'm going to go for a one-all draw um, in this one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a draw as well. I think Derby I thought would kick on a bit more this season. They've got some really good sort of young players. They've got a good mix of experience as well with with you know the likes of Rooney in there as well. And I just thought that they would kick on more so than they have done, which you know has, has surprised me that they haven't. Um, the games that they've had, you know, on paper, really, you wouldn't think they'd do better in them. Luton, they got beat by Blackburn, they got absolutely demolished by. So, uh, yeah, Derby, a bit of an inconsistent one for me. I think I agree with you with Watford. I think they are struggling to score goals at the moment. James Garner from Man United is a player I really like. There was rumours of him being linked with us on loan at one point, and I would have been absolutely delighted to get him. And I think him and Dylan Levitt, those two young players that they've got out on loan at the moment, are going to be sort of real sort of breakout players for Man United over the next few years, similar to Mason Greenwood. So I think he'll have a fantastic season for Watford. Um, I just think, obviously, with Watford's sort of inability to score too many goals at the moment, I'm going to go for a draw on this one as well. I think it will be a close game. I think there'll be goals in it. Uh, I think it'll probably be, as you said, one-all. Um, I, just, I just can't pick a winner in this one, so I'm going to hedge my bets and go with a draw. Um, moving into the next game then, um, I'll move it across to the to the Saturday games. We've got Barnsley, obviously yet to appoint a new uh, manager, so that could change by the time the game comes around on Saturday versus Bristol City, who've won all four of their games so far this season, as we touched on. Um, who do you think will pick up a win in this one, and how do you see the game going? Yeah, I think this is going to be a um, an interesting game again. I think Bristol City is difficult to go against them. Four wins out of four. Barnsley have lost their manager. There might be a little bit of um, you know um, upheaval there. Um, might be a few changes made to the team with with a with a caretaker manager in charge, as far as we know. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to back a team without a manager, especially one that hasn't won this season. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go for Bristol City to to make it five out of five and, and really get onto. Get off to a good start. Go two one Bristol City. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bristol City win as well. I think the way they've started and the way they're playing, um, I think Bristol City finally this year will be there and thereabouts for the playoffs. Barnsley, obviously, they've got some good players on paper. They just haven't, for whatever reason, you know, kicked on from where they were at last season, where they were, you know, a, a sort of decent side. Um, obviously. Struber's gone now, so I think unless they get a manager in and get that, you know, bounce off a new manager, uh, it'll be difficult for them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Bristol. Obviously, the form team at the moment in the division, top of the league, um, them and Reading on the same amount of goals and the same amount of uh, points. So going to go with Bristol. Obviously, form and say, but you know, with the championship and the way Barnsley played last season, they can turn it on. A, a, you know. Um, a click of your fingers so I wouldn't be surprised if Barnsley do get something out of the game but as it stands at the moment I think I'd go with Bristol City to win this um, and then finally the Sunday game Jake it's Preston versus Cardiff at midday on Sky Preston never do well on Sky so I'm a little bit sort of wary of, uh, of, of sort of backing us on this us and Cardiff both had sort of uh, an indifferent start to the season a win each a draw each and two defeats um, us with negative, us with zero goal difference, and Cardiff with minus one. So we both had a, a bit of a hit and miss start. Both looking to get a win on the board and start climbing up the table. How do you see this one going on Sunday? Yeah, it's be a tough game. Um, both teams probably got ambitions of making the playoffs this year. Um, obviously, uh, Cardiff did it last year, but I haven't been too impressed with Cardiff so far this year from when I've seen them. Um, it's been a little bit of a drop off, um, and and yeah. It's, 
there's still still some really good players in that team. I think they they could definitely go in and and, and win at Preston. But I always favour Preston at home. I always think that they they normally do what they do. So I think that the the win over Brentford will give you a lot of confidence. Um, you know, not only beating one of the the best teams in the league, but also coming back um from two goals down as well. It's gonna it's gonna give you so much confidence. Um, so yeah, um. I'd probably uh, make uh, Preston's fight favourite. So yeah, I'll go for um, 1-0, 1-0 Preston in this one. don't think there'll be too many goals. Yeah, I don't think there'll be too many goals either. I think I would just give us the advantage. Um, I think from Cardiff's point of view, Lee Tomlin got sent off last game. So obviously he'll be a big miss for them. A lot of creativity in that attacking third for them. And Kiefer Moore as well looked like he picked up a bit of an injury against England. I think he did play in the, the game against the Republic of Ireland, but didn't look fully fit. So whether he starts or not uh, remains to be seen. So I think definitely losing Lee Tomlin will be a big loss for, for Cardiff. I think the only sort of asterisk against uh, Preston at the moment, um, and you know this could change between now and the game, I think Alan Brown pulled out of the, the Wales squad along with two or three... Uh, sorry, the Republic of Ireland squad, um, pulled out of their squad for the Wales game um, because they were in close contact with someone who had caught coronavirus. Um, I think their tests have all come back negative, but I don't know if there's a period where he's got to sort of isolate just to be sure. So uh, I assume that I'd be him and Shawnee Maguire because they room together for Ireland. So um, could be potentially one or two of our sort of key players missing, but I think that will give an opportunity to, as I mentioned, Emil Reese jakobsen to come in. And other players have been have been you know playing well as well. Tom Barkazen's back from suspension as well, so those two will slot right into that that starting eleven. So I think I'll give it to us just to shade it. I think yeah, probably one nil or two one will be sort of a, what I'd go for. I don't think it'll be an easy win for either side. I think it'll be quite a tight game, but someone will probably just shade it. Uh, so I'm going to go Preston and, and back the team I support. Um, with that, we're out of time. Jake, if you want to let anyone know any projects you're involved in, any socials, anything like that, now's a good time. Yeah, just for listening, you can get me on uh, Twitter at JakeJackman2Ns two ends and uh, post anything I write there. Um, you can also check out the Premier League show at EPR Roundtable. There wasn't a show this week because of the international break, but there'll be one at the weekend. So yeah, get that one. Yeah, and you can find me on my Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers. More importantly, you can find the show at Championship Pod. Each episode is our pinned tweet on there, so give us a follow, turn the notifications on, and you won't miss an upload. Um, but with that, we'll see you next week for a roundup of all the games that are to come this weekend. Thank you for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.